For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in Miami He brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. For those of y'all that are new, this is a podcast between me and... Quiet on the set, quiet on the set. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Chitty, chitty, what? bang, bang. <laughs> she told me that she loves me. I said, we can't do this no more. <laughs> Hi, Mama. I I'm going to apologize to my parents, too. Sure. That's right. Me and my boy Rio got a few episodes out. I mean, it was a while ago. I'm going to link those probably up here or here and at the end of this video so you can check those out if you want. Uh, but I definitely plan on recording with him again soon. Obviously, he been super busy. That boy been tearing up the big three with Michael Beasley. Uh, I kind of want to like watch some big three. I'm not saying I'm going to watch the games, but I at least watch some highlights because they got a lot of like heat representation in there. You know, they got obviously Bees and Rio. I saw Gary Payton. I saw Rashard Lewis. Uh, there's a handful of other guys that off the top of my head, I can't remember. Gerald Green was in there. I think uh, Chalmers team just played them. But anyways, I don't know enough about the big three to talk about that at all. Ice Cube's league. Uh, they were just in Miami though. I should have went, but I really did not want to spend the money. Next time, next time, next time. Maybe maybe we'll get Rio back on here to talk about that at some point. But this is my podcast, basically, where I could talk about whatever I want, as you may be able to tell already. I uh, started taking notes for some things that I want to address, but then I decided, hey, why take notes when I could just turn the camera on, start talking, and start uh, talking, and see where this goes? Because uh, I wanted to get a video up to y'all kind of with some updates on the Damian Lillard situation, which is basically nothing. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like uh, how a lot of YouTubers are really, uh, you know, wringing that situation dry uh, and forcing content out there when there really is nothing to talk about. For a while this month, I was posting every single day. I think I had like 26 videos in 24 days because the support was awesome. You know, the channel was really growing. But then I said, hey, not much to talk about with that stuff. So let me kind of slow down on that a little bit. So I didn't post the last two days, but then I actually posted yesterday a Paul Pierce slander video. Uh, unfortunately, it's not performing as well as the Dame stuff, and it is an amazing video. So if you're like me and you hate Paul Pierce, you should go check that out too because uh, I spent a good amount of time on that just roasting him because, and it was easy. I mean, Paul Pierce makes a fool of himself without me doing anything, so it's not a hard job, but I do think that, that it's a funny video. Uh, but I did uh, I did feel like I should come back on here with a podcast uh, and say some of the things we heard on the Dame situation, uh, which is which I guess can be considered good uh, if there's no updates, because really the only bad update there, could, there two two updates, updates could happen. Right. He could be traded to the heat or he could change his mind, you know, and I do believe that him coming to the heat could take time at this point. I said it might happen during Vegas. It was very clear that the Blazers and the Heat did not talk in Vegas. So now I think it will take a longer time and be more towards training camp. Now, a big topic of discussion has been which team has more pressure because, of course, all the Blazer fans are saying, oh, hey, we could sit back and chill. We got Dame on a four-year contract. It's Miami that is screwed if they don't get Dame. Now, to some extent, you're right because this Heat team last year, they looked like they were very tired of each other. Kind of similar to the way that 2014 Heat team looked where, you know, that team made the finals also, but 
they just looked like they needed some new energy injected into the team, some new some new life because they had kind of the same roster for a few years at that point. That is actually something that I asked Mario about in the last podcast we did. And he said, yeah, like we didn't hate each other, you know, that 2014 squad. We didn't dislike each other. But still, things start to get, things just start to get, you know, they run their course when you have a certain build and you kind of need to inject some new life in there. We heard that the Heat adding Kevin Love last year made a big difference in the locker room. Just having a fresh face really made that much more of a difference. Now, they got some fresh faces, Thomas Bryant, Josh Richardson, who is not even that that new a face to half the team, but still, you want like a really, really big presence. Now, I don't know how big the locker room guys they are. I know certainly the teams loved Jay Rich in the past. Thomas Bryant, I'm not so sure about. But still, there's a difference between adding a guy like that, role players, and adding a guy like Dame. I think adding a guy like Dame will just rejuvenate all the uh, all the excitement in the locker room. Make it feel new and, and get this new... Uh, I have a word that I can't think of it. But like this new uh, life into the locker room is what I've been saying. Because uh, they all have the same goal. Nobody on the team has won a championship except for Kevin Love and, and Kyle Lowry. So everyone is hungry, you know, uh, and it can kind of give them that life back that they need, as I've said like 76 times now. Not to say that, hey, they're not hungry if they don't get Dame, but things run their course. That's just the nature of life. In sports, we see that all the time with a build. That's why nowadays we're not seeing builds go seven, eight years like we used to. Look at the Portland Trailblazers with CJ and Dame. I mean, that build went a long time, but then they got rid of CJ. Should have did a full rebuild. They didn't, and they've sucked since. But look at, uh, what other team? Look at the uh, Toronto Raptors. They got rid of DeMar DeRozan. They got Kawhi, obviously, won a ring. And then he left, and then they started the rebuild there. Look at the Utah Jazz. That's the team I was thinking of. Donovan Mitchell's what? What's he, like, well, he went to college a few years. But he's like, what, 26, 27? Not even. He's 26. Let me look that up real quick. How old is Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell's 26. Y'all can't hear Siri. My phone's on mute. He's 26. And the Jazz gave up on that build already. You know, we heard some fighting between Gobert and Mitchell. You thought they might trade one or the other. But they said, screw this build. We ain't been out of the first or second round in years. We're going to go ahead and just start from scratch. So we don't see builds go for as long as we used to uh, anymore. So in that case, is my mic too high? No, I, I see my my uh, audio on this uh, garage band going crazy. Y'all get some behind the scenes here. Uh, we ain't do no editing on these podcasts. If y'all want to see editing, check out any of my other videos. I put hours and hours and hours into editing that. This is supposed to be the the chill the chill podcast. But anyways, who has more pressure? Okay. Yes, you can argue that he do because they need to get some new life in this roster. I would argue the team that just made the NBA Finals does not have as much pressure as the team who has a star who is demanding to get out of there. Because who's going to have all the press? Well, yes, the Heat will have some press, and they'll be asked about Damian Lillard a little bit, but there's only so much they can talk about for a guy that's not on their roster. You know, you can't tamper. You can't, be, you can't talk about a guy who's contractually with another team. But the Trailblazers, who's going to be getting all those questions? When Joe Cronin's hiding his face and the other owner that they're saying is an, is an asshole is hiding his face, who's going to get the questions? Well, it's going to be Scoop. It's going to be Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. And all those other young guys that they have on the roster are going to be as day, uh, day after day after day about Damian Lillard. That's not pressure that the Portland Trailblazers want. And on top of that, it's a bad look for the organization. You telling me Damian Lillard is not going to be upset when he's made his, his request and they are not met before the season starts? That's not a good look. 
And then what happens when Dames decides to make it messy? You could say, he's not going to do that. You don't know. Reports have came out multiple times saying that he would be willing to sit out with either the Blazers or with another team if he was traded to them and he didn't want to be there. Who's to say Damian Lillard doesn't have a sit down with his boys Chris Haynes and says, hey, Joe Cronin told me this. They promised me this. They promised me this. They told me they were going to do this. They lied to my face. They stabbed my back. And, and here we are sitting with all those empty promises and nothing to show for it. That's not that's not a good look for the Blazers. That is not something that they want. And if you commenting down below saying, hey, the Blazers' only obligation is to pay him. They did that. They didn't backstab him. They, they didn't do anything that they're not supposed to do. Yes, technically speaking, all they have to do is pay him his money that he is owed. And that is something that they are going to do. But it's still not a good look when you give these empty promises. And any other player in the league is going to see that and not like that. The, the, the guys on their own team are going to see that and not like that. And if you say, hey, Portland wasn't getting free agents anyways, it doesn't matter. It does matter. What? And you could say, this has been an argument, right? They say, if Portland has the most money, guys are going to go to that team, right? True. But what happens if Portland has just as much money as another team? Stuff like this, the, the image of the organization can be tiebreakers when it comes to guys' decision whether they want to join your team or not. What happens if in four years, Scoot Henderson is up for a max extension, but now another team is offering him a deal and he has this in the back of his head saying, hey, I'm not sure I want to be here and be done to Dame. They, and say, what, what, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my words here. <laughs> I'm getting hot. <laughs> I got to keep the fan off in here because uh, and I don't want the mic to pick it up. And we in Miami, baby. So it is hot. But uh, what was I going to say? Scoot going to say, hey, I don't want to be here and never win a ring because they can't build around me just like they couldn't build around Dame. Now, I guess in that case, Scoot would be a restricted free agent, so they would still just match any offer sheet for him. But still, down the line, this stuff matters. I saw it with Dwayne Wade when they didn't pay him, when they prioritized KD, who they didn't get, and then they prioritized Whiteside, who they obviously retained. It was not a good look for Wade. He left the organization, and Miami spent years trying to rebuild their image. Had to start the whole Heat culture, Heat life, or Heat family campaign. Overpaid guys like Dion and Guan Dragic and James Johnson and Kelly Olynyk and all those guys just to repair their image. And to this day, D Wade still seems like uh, him in the front office are not fully, you know, uh, haven't fully amended, you know, fences, amended that relationship. Now. For the most part, I think they have. D-Wade's been to many games since. They put it on the screen, everything like that. But why isn't D-Wade have a minority stake in the team? That's the part that in the back of my head has always been concerning to me. He's got the ownership with the Jazz. Got some ownership in a WNBA team now, I believe. Why not the Miami Heat? That part's concerning to me. Is that a reason that maybe Donovan Mitchell ended up in Cleveland instead of Miami? Because D-Wade was a minority owner in the Jazz. And you could say, hey, maybe D-Wade wasn't speaking as highly uh, uh, as Miami. Because he was with, he was obviously with the Utah Jazz now. I don't think so. I think that situation more had to do with Danny Ainge versus Pat Riley and how much they hate each other. Because you could also say, hey, D-Wade left Miami to go to Chicago. And what was he doing in Chicago? He was telling Jimmy Butler to come to Miami. So it all actually kind of worked out. So in hindsight, I am glad D-Wade left because we never would have had this man back here. The jersey I got, Jimmy Butler. Because uh, we are on the YouTube side. I didn't even mention that. We have YouTube and audio. So if you're on one of those platforms, make sure to check out the other if that best suits you. I do recommend the videos, though, because we have a lot of graphics over here, uh, plus a lots of other content. If you're on the audio side and want to hear some, some more from me, even skits uh, and some other stuff. Got a special song that I'm dropping this weekend, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I think. I, I haven't decided yet, but it's a Tyler Hero rap, and it is going to be... 
a chef's kiss masterpiece. It's already recorded. I just got to do the video. And I, I, I really think it's going to go insanely viral on Twitter. I hope so. So you can follow me at Anthony D underscore Heat if you want to check that out too. But for my special pod listeners, my true fans out there, I wanted to give y'all uh, a sneak peek to what, to what I have coming up. Uh, you know, I said sneak peek and I wasn't even going to play nothing, but I suppose I could play you a little bit of a clip here. Let me go ahead and get, uh, as I get the notification, Bronny James home from the hospital. Good for him, man. That was a really scary situation with uh, with Bronny James, especially considering his age. Uh, and I feel like there's been a lot of college athletes with similar, you know, heart conditions recently. So it's really sad, but I'm glad to hear he's okay. Uh, okay, pulled up the song here. This is a little, little snippet of the song that I'm going to be dropping at some point this weekend. That's all I'm gonna play for y'all now. Uh, just gets a little hype, man, because these, these pod listeners are the true fans of the channel, the true fans of the Miami Heat, and I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for real. Speaking of Tyler Hero, uh, a little bit of a little bit of news came out that maybe the Miami Heat could acquire Damian Lillard without giving up Tyler Hero. Now. I'd say that's not necessarily news because it's kind of just math. I mean, yes, hypothetically they could. And if Portland really doesn't want uh, Tyler Hero, if no other team doesn't want to trade no first-round picks for him, there is a path to get this done. Miami can still get three first-round picks by amending protections with OKC and doing all that, you know, cap stuff. And they could have obviously attached Hame, they could attach Jovic, and then you send Duncan and Lowry to match salaries there. So truthfully, that's not that bad a package compared to a lot of other trades we've seen in the past. Everyone wants to talk about the Rudy Gobert trade and say, hey, if Gobert could get five first-round picks, Dane can't go for, for less than that. That That's the outlier, okay? What you need to look at is James Harden when he left Houston the first time and went to Brooklyn. They got like Rodney Karukas and three first-round picks with a bunch of meaningless swaps, okay? That's the type of package you're looking at. Older guy, older deal, disgruntled player that doesn't want to be there. And a team that he was with, you know, almost his whole career with Houston, obviously outside of OKC, and a team that probably felt like they wanted to do him right. Very similar in that James Harden situation to this Damian Lillard situation right now. That's the type of package I expect to see. Now, would I like that package? Absolutely. Because not only do I think Tyler Hero is an amazing player and one of the most disrespected players in the entire NBA right now, they had Kevin Herter ranked above him, okay? Ridiculous, okay? So Tyler can help this team. Now, the backcourt fit is a little weird between Dame and Tyler. I will admit, but maybe you can move a guy to the bench, figure that out. I'm a full believer in getting talent, figuring out the rest later, especially when you have a guy like Eric Spolstra. Uh, but yeah, I would like that. And even if it doesn't work, you can still trade Tyler Hero maybe to a younger team for some more older assets. Maybe still send him to Brooklyn, but instead of getting picks, maybe get Dorian Finney-Smith, a guy that I think would fit perfect on this team, slide right in at the starting four spot. So the point is, there's things that you can do, okay? I love the young guys. I love Hawkes. I love Hame, who, by the way, Hawkes can be traded in four days now, I believe. So maybe that's maybe that is when this Dame Lillard deal goes down. You know what? I'm going to actually put it out there right now. Today is July 27th. I'll probably have this uploaded on July 28th on the audio side. In four days, Damian Lillard will be on the Miami Heat. 
You heard it here first. This is the, this is the Believe in Miami Heat podcast brought to you by Anthony Leonardo. I have August 1st as the date that Dame will be in Miami because, of course, that's when Hamid Hawkins can be traded. And I love the young guys. I go back and forth, as I always say, on which one I'd rather trade. I thought Hawkins was more game-ready because he's a little bit older, but Jovic had the better summer league, but Hawkins only really only played two games, so it's hard to compare. Regardless, I would trade both of them. I would trade both of them before I trade Caleb. I would tell you that too, to be honest, because when you got a guy like Dame, your window is two years, and I think Caleb is a guy that you can win a championship with right away. Of course, we saw him get robbed of the Eastern Conference Finals trophy. So I would do that. I would not trade Caleb and the two young guys, though. I wouldn't do that. I would trade two of the three max, but I think you they I think they're actually gonna only end up trading one of the three. Of course, assuming Tyler Hero is a part of that deal. If Tyler Hero isn't a part of the deal, obviously I think both young guys are getting sent out of there. We also saw Tyler Hero have some interaction on Twitter. Uh, he DM'd Chef Trilly, if y'all know the Heat Twitter legend over there, and was even in a Twitter spaces, or an X spaces, I guess now, excuse me. I don't know how I missed that. I'm always in those spaces on Twitter. And then I wake up one day and I see, hey, uh, Tyler Hill was in the spaces with Trilly. I'm, I'm like, how did I miss that? Uh, I think he was only in it for a little bit because then Trilly asked him about the Kevin Herter comparison and, and Tyler didn't want to say anything, just left. But he seemed to be in good spirits, which is nice to see because there was a lot of rumors that, hey, maybe Tyler Hill would be disgruntled coming to training camp. Maybe you have to trade him even if you don't get Dame. So to hear that, you know, he still kind of wants to be here and has a good understanding of the situation because it's not like he's getting traded for scrubs. He's getting traded for Damian Lillard, top 75 player all time. You know, I think that is a good sign uh, for the Miami Heat. And also, I think it helps our leverage. Because if there was any pressure on Miami's side to get this done, it would be because, hey, you got to get Tyler Hero off your roster because he is now disgruntled. But now that he's shown to you know, be happy with the situation and understand what's going on, hey, that's a, that's a lot more leverage on Portland's side. When you're talking about which team has more pressure to get it done, it's all pointing to Portland at this point. Now, nothing seems imminent, but hey, maybe they're still playing hardball and they're waiting for the, the Hame Hakez, uh contract to be eligible to be traded. So that's kind of all I got on this Damian Lillard situation. Really haven't heard much from his agent or him yet uh, or since you know the last reports, but I do think that's the next step if we don't see anything within the next month and a half when training camp's starting to come up. Uh, I think the next step is for Tyler to, or it's Tyler, it's for Dame to kind of go public with it, speak to a reporter, do a sit down with Chris Haynes, like Jimmy Butler did with Rachel Nichols, mind you. That'd be the next step. Uh, other than that, Miami sports has been fun. We got Lionel Messi. I watched my first two soccer games this year. Uh, well, I watched the World Cup. Was that last year? I forget. But anyways, outside of the World Cup, I watched my very first two soccer games ever. It was Lionel Messi's debut with Inter-Miami. And, of course, his second game where the dude was balling. I was going to say hooping, but you don't hoop in that sport. Yeah, I'm not a soccer guy, but obviously he had the game winner in the first game and then two goals in the second game. So that was fun. He looks so dominant out there. It's crazy to see how much better he is than everybody else. So, yeah, the kid Messi's pretty good. That's really all I got to say about that because I'd be lying if I had more analysis because I don't. Sad news, though. Dolphins training camp opened, which is usually good news. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey was carted off the field today. That news was a gut wrench. Uh, he came up limping, took him on the cart. Obviously, still be to still to be examined at the time of this recording. But that sucks because I really believe with Jalen Ramsey they have a chance to maybe win an AFC Championship game. I, I really, really do believe that. I mean, when you're talking about the versatility they have on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. Really like Mike McDaniel as the head coach, although he has to learn how to use his timeouts. But that was that was a gut punch. I mean, I still think they'd be good if Jalen Ramsey were to miss the year, but 
they need him. I, I really think he puts him up to the next level, especially since he'd relieve a lot of pressure from Xavier Howard, who obviously struggled last year. I really, really think they need Rams. Now, of course, they had a lot of other injuries. You had uh, Brandon Jones out. You had uh, Ogba miss the rest of the season. Uh, so they will have some more depth coming back. Obviously, Kato Kohu, I still like too at that cornerback spot. But and they need Jalen Ramsey, and I hope he's okay. But at the end of the day, this season goes uh, as far as Tua takes them. And if he can't stay healthy, I guess nothing else matters anyways. But I believe in Tua. I'm a Tua stan. I want to stamp that right now just so everyone knows because you want to talk about polarizing players like Tyler Hero. Tua is a polarizing player. And I'm a big fan of that. That's all I got for this podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. I appreciate it. Uh, Trying to think if I have anything else to say. I don't. So like the video if you enjoyed. Stay tuned to this weekend for the Tyler Hero song. And I might live stream at some point. Uh, Maybe Friday or Saturday too. Maybe. I'll think about it. I don't even know what I want to talk about. Maybe do a live pod. Maybe just. I had this idea where y'all just name random key players. uh, And I just talk about it. Maybe y'all ask me some game questions. I can help answer them too. And we just hang out. uh, Because the support's been real. So I appreciate y'all. That being said. I'll see y'all next time. Look, pull up in the city, tryna get that dead fast sight Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight right? Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space You know this homegrown bitch, don't a fan, man Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com And search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.